Today is the third Sunday of Lent. I ask your prayers for the repose of the soul of Sister Mary Joseph. Sister passed away peacefully this past Thursday, March 9th, surrounded by Mother Mary Bosco and several of the sisters. As many of you know, she suffered with cancer for about a year now during her illness. She was an example of resignation and patience and cheerfulness. Sister Mary Joseph entered the Congregation of the Daughters of Mary in 1984. She was actually the first group of postulants to come. And she held uh, numerous positions in the congregation over the years. Uh, She was responsible for all the accounting and the financial affairs for the congregation. Uh, She was at one time the local superior here. She taught at St. Pius V School on Long Island many years ago. And it is our great hope, my dear people, that God is already rewarding Sister abundantly. But we do ask that you please pray for her and pray for her family and all the sisters. We beseech thee, O Lord, that we may be helped by the merits of thy spouse of thy most holy mother. These words are taken from the collect of the Mass for the Feast of St. Joseph. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My dear friends, although today is the third Sunday of Lent, I would like to depart from today's epistle and gospel to speak to you about St. Joseph, whose feast day we celebrate next week, but to whom is consecrated the entire month of March. Now, a certain priest published a book in the early 20th century titled St. Joseph's Help. The book is a collection of true stories about extraordinary and even miraculous happenings that are attributed to St. Joseph. One such story is titled, St. Joseph Saves a Child. This incident took place in the city of Havana in France in the mid to the late 19th century. Vana is located in the northwestern part of France, which is called Brittany. And according to the account kept in the archives of the Diocese of Vana, it was a Thursday, February the 19th. Several children were playing in the street, as children often do. One of them named William Legault was not paying attention when a heavy wagon drawn by two horses and carrying a load of furniture drove up to where the children were playing their games. The horses were trotting along and the driver did not see William, nor did William notice the wagon. In the last moment, as a little boy turned and looked up, he then saw the horses and quickly moved out of the way. However, he stumbled and fell and found himself on his back lying on the cobblestone street. 
as both the wagon wheels immediately drove right over his little body. The other children cried out in horror, even as people who had seen it happen quickly ran towards William as he lay there. Shouts of, he's dead, he's dead, rang through the air. But little William Legall began to speak and then to stand up on his feet. He was perfectly uninjured. Though he was run over by a heavy wagon full of furniture. After a few moments, he ran home, followed by some of the people who were still in shock that he was alive, let alone uninjured in any way. William arrived at home and he immediately told his mother that he had just been run over by a wagon. And as he was telling her, the others arrived and confirmed the truth of the story. His mother began to weep sorrowfully, but the little boy assured her that he was okay, that he felt perfectly fine. He then took a little card out of his pocket. It bore the image of St. Joseph. The little boy had been given the card some time before, and he had prayed the prayer every day and had fostered a love and devotion to St. Joseph so that he took St. Joseph everywhere he went. He then explained that at that moment, he called out to St. Joseph to save him. And as he did, he felt the crushing weight of the wagon upon his chest as the wheels passed over him. A physician had already been called. The doctor came to the house, thoroughly examined the boy. Not a single broken bone, not even the flesh was bruised. But only dark markings across his body that showed the trace of the wagon wheels. And that this little boy, William Legault, The doctor confirmed he was truly run over by a wagon. But how he was uninjured and how he even lived, neither he nor other physicians could explain. The author recording the story concluded in so many words that although what happened to William Legall was never strictly speaking labeled an actual miracle, still he said it was attributed to the intercession of St. Joseph. After the most blessed Virgin Mary My dear friends, St. Joseph is the greatest saint in heaven. 
And this is so because no one lived so closely in the constant company of Jesus and Mary as he did. And thus, after Our Lady, no one is closer to Christ than him. All Catholic people, no matter what their state in life, can and ought to have some kind of devotion to this most illustrious saint. We can say, my dear people, that St. Joseph is the patron of the religious state, he is the patron of the married state, and he is the patron of the single state. He lived a religious life. That is, he lived in the holy house of Nazareth in the presence of our divine Savior where there was frequent prayer, a holy silence, and the practice of perfect charity, humility, patience, and chastity. St. Joseph lived the married state. The most blessed Virgin Mary was his true spouse. Even as the child Jesus was his foster son, both of whom he cared for, he provided for, and he protected, as a husband and a father would do for his family. And finally, St. Joseph lived a kind of single life, by his perfect chastity and his generosity with his time and his means. All of us then, according to our state in life, can and ought to pray to St. Joseph for the grace to be faithful to the duties of our state in life. Even as we strive to imitate him in his charity, his chastity, his humility, and his patience. For although he lived a threefold life, so to speak, in the company of Jesus and Mary, how frequent were the trials and tribulations of St. Joseph. We all have our trials. We all have something to suffer. We can often be weighed down, my dear friends, by temptations and sorrows in some way. And so too it was with St. Joseph. He knew by experience what it was like to suffer. He knew what it was like to be disappointed by that I mean he knew what it was like to have plans changed suddenly without any warning. He also knew what it was like to live in the face of grave danger and threats. When King Herod, as it was revealed to the saint, was going to kill the divine infant... And thus did St. Joseph flee Judea for Egypt, remaining there for almost seven years until the death of Herod. 
St. Joseph knew as well what it was like to be overwhelmed. He knew what it was like to work hard. He knew what it was like to struggle, to provide for his family. How he knew what it was like to be weighed down by sorrow and sadness. We too, my dear friends, we have our struggles in life. We have our sorrows. We have our sudden changes of our plans. And things don't go the way we want them to go. And how we live in a certain sense in a world today that is hostile to the one true Catholic faith and growing ever hostile against the truth of Christ. How often it is that we can be crushed by the duties of our state in life, by trials and tribulations and sorrows of every kind. But just as little William Legault was so devoted to St. Joseph, he took him everywhere with him and turned to him at that moment when he was crushed by the heavy wagon. So we too must be devoted to St. Joseph, that when we are crushed by the trials, the difficulties, the dangers and the sorrows of life, we will turn to St. Joseph, confident, that as he held the weight of the wagon from crushing that little boy to death, he will hold back the weight of such trials and temptations, sorrows and difficulties from crushing us as it were to death. But as William Legault had to bear the traces of the wagon wheel on his person, so too, my dear friends, we must bear the traces of trials and sorrows upon us. For we live in a valley of tears. But with St. Joseph, all things will be made bearable. Pray, my dear people, to St. Joseph. There are so many beautiful prayers and practices to honor this great saint. Choose one and pray it faithfully every day. And finally, again, I have to tell you how consoling and edifying it was to see Sister Mary Joseph so resigned to the will of God and so filled with confidence in Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. I was able to visit Sister on three occasions this past week. Across from her bed, the sisters had hung a rather large and beautiful image of St. Joseph. How devoted Sister was to this great saint, whose very name she chose to have in religious life. What a holy and peaceful death Sister Mary Joseph died.
Go, my dear friends, to St. Joseph. Have a constant and true devotion to this great and powerful saint. Go to him with confidence in all your troubles and difficulties. And never forget, my dear people, he is the patron saint of the dying and of a happy death. Pray to him for the grace then to live a good Catholic life so that when your day comes, when your moment arrives to render your soul to God, you may do so with the utmost confidence and peace in Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.